Welcome to another episode of Top of the List. I'm Dom. This is RB. We're going to be discussing Cobra Kai Season 2. This is our review. We're going to give you guys our scores first. And then later, after we give our scores, if you haven't seen it yet, just pause the video at that point and um, just go watch it. And then after that, come right back and we'll, we're going to discuss the rest of uh, our thoughts on the finale. You know, there's going to be a lot of spoilers at that point. So you guys just come back right after we give our scores and uh, I'll say it again when we give our scores. But uh, yeah, Cobra Kai Season 2. Um, you know, Ryan and I just did the Season 1 review. You can check that out on our channel along with uh, our most recent video. Ryan, what was our most recent video? Yeah, we just recently uh, reviewed... Why am I blanking on this? What did, what did we just record? We just recorded a reaction. That's right, our reaction to the dropping of... The Mandalorian season two uh, right. trailer, uh, our first one. ever, yeah, our first ever trailer reaction. So go ahead and give that a view as well. And of course, uh, we may be talking a lot more about TV shows with the Emmys this week. Uh, the Mandalorian nominated for quite a few, if I'm not mistaken, as well as some other shows that uh, we both are fans of. So maybe we'll come yeah. back and do an Emmy review show next week. We'll see. That's a great idea, man. But for this week's episode, let's... Uh, Let's go ahead. Let's get our scores out of the way. I'll start it off. Uh, Cobra Kai season two. I think that uh, definitely not as good as the first season. I'm going to give it a little bit lower score. Just to recap on my score, I think I gave season one a nine out of 10, the same as I thought it was about the same footing as the movie was. Um, but I think that uh, this one is definitely going to get knocked down a few points. I'm going to give this one a seven and a half out of 10. Uh, a good, almost great, but... Uh, did have a few things I would will critique after we go into the spoilers. So uh, go ahead, Ryan. What's your score? I agree that this season definitely took a step back from season one. I think they wanted to do, or they it became a lot less serious. There were a lot more quirky lines and you know just sort of one line comedic relief scenes that I felt didn't need to be there. Uh, there were also other just side plots that I felt had no need of being in the season so episodes one through it's eight episodes episodes one through seven i would say were about a six and a half seven out of ten was not a fan i mean still watchable still a good show um but the season finale absolutely knocked my socks off uh huge fan of that and i think that saved the season so that bumped it to like an eight out of ten for me so i gave season one a nine out of ten as well i'm gonna give season two an eight out of ten okay Okay, yeah, so we're almost in the same ballpark there. Uh, I am going to correct you there, Ryan. It's 10 episodes in season one and two. All right, so then yeah. episodes one through nine, I will say, I would give like a six and a half or seven out of 10, and okay. then finish it off with episode 10 was blew my socks off uh, that saved this. That was a 10 out of 10 episode that oh. made it an eight out of 10 all in all. Oh, okay. The finale, now oh, it was I get fantastic. It. Now I get it. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so that's so... Right now is the point. We've given our scores. Um, I guess, you know, after hearing our scores, I feel like we could give this totally a recommend. Go ahead and watch it. Especially if you've seen season one, go ahead and watch it. It's not a waste of your time. And season three is going to be coming in 2021 anyway. So go right ahead and watch this one. So if you haven't seen it yet, go ahead and watch it and then pause and then come back. And we're going to start talking about spoilers right now. Um, so I think the most important thing for this season is – the, pot, the most positive thing for this season was that cliffhanger ending, the fight sequence at the end of this season. The final episode was 
so high tension and so high on the levels of emotions. I think that we, you know, we got into the characters over this course of the season. And I think everything kind of came to a head in that episode and they did a great, great job executing not only the fight sequences, but some of the dramatic sequences as well. And uh, yeah. a lot of the acting. So well, let's, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, let's start with the beginning of season of the season finale. Oh, that, okay. I mean, I want to, yes, obviously fight sequence, the throughout the West Valley high school, incredible. And that ending emotional, heartfelt, and just, you know, quite honestly, the quintessential cliffhanger, what's going on with, uh, what's going to be going on with Miguel, you know, is he going to, how is he going to wake up after this, you know, this seemingly, you know, obviously traumatic injury looked like a spinal cord injury. Uh, what's going on, uh, with, uh, with crease and you know running this underground dojo that he's now taken away from johnny i mean even what's going on with robbie we didn't see robbie at the end of the season after you know he he kicks miguel and miguel falls over the over the banister you know we don't even know where he was he just sort of dipped uh you know so but i even want to jump back to the opening sequence of the season finale we finally get to see Johnny and Daniel fight it out at the apartment. I mean, finally, you know, we do get Sam and Robbie to break them up, but we finally get to see them fight for the first time since the All Valley Tournament. Yeah, and uh, I'm glad you brought up the All Valley, All Valley Tournament because it's kind of intercut with that original fight from the original yes. Karate Kid, which makes it even better. Really it well Really executed. great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think we're both sitting on the same footing for this episode. I think this is, you know, even better than maybe last season's finale because, you know, even when we talked about last season's finale and the season one review, I think we both said, you know, it was kind of a, like, it was a bittersweet kind of ending, you know, and yeah. you had... We were very we conflicted. Mixed. Yeah, com exactly. We were both yeah. conflicted. So this one was more like, wow. Um, I mean, even the title of the episode, I just looked it up, No Mercy. That's like an awesome title and it's, epitomizes everything that the first two seasons of this show have been about absolutely yeah i mean uh this yeah and and especially so you have the cliffhanger with with uh, robbie and with uh, miguel and sam but how about on top of that the cliffhanger we get left with uh crease you know yeah. as as the season ends crease is there uh, once again, getting our, our great cliffhanger in the season finale, like he had in season one, mm -hmm. training Hawk and uh, everyone else uh, here at Cobra Kai, you know, sort of undoing all the good and the evolution we saw in Johnny Lawrence and the, the whole no mercy uh, mantra that he said, look, sometimes it's important to show mercy. And we've got Crease now, you know, undoing all that good and, and training up Hawk and, you know, this band that really started up that fight uh you know to show yeah. no mercy yeah so like that kind of leads me into a, a like a few another question i think we could kind of talk about here ryan how did you feel about the inclusion of crease in this season I, I know that you know that was the big big cliffhanger at the end of season one did it deliver on that kind of cliffhanger did it follow through with the character arc for you it really did there were okay. there were quite a few new characters in season two mm -hmm. uh most of them I did not like. I felt like they were poorly developed, that the story arc didn't work. Um, I'll give an example, and I'm not remembering her name, but Miguel's love interest. Peyton uh, List. That's yeah, the actress's I, name. I just, I feel like she, her character wasn't really well developed. She was just kind of thrown in there to be, you know, to sort of be the starter of this, this jealousy between 
her and Sam, but her character wasn't all that well developed. Uh, but Chris, you know, I'll, I'll throw him in there. I think his story arc was awesome that, you know, he sort of has become this, or at least to Johnny and to us, the viewers, has become this shell of a man and you think he wants redemption. And then you get that great episode where Johnny's out with his old buddies. Of course, all the old actors that were in the original Karate Kid. Uh, and, you know, his buddy passes away at the end of the episode, which sadly enough, the actor who played that played him did pass away as well. Um, but... Uh, I, and they're telling him, you know, they're warning him, you know, Kreese is not a good guy. And he finally gets to see that because, you know, we're starting to side with Kreese too and thinking that he's made a change. But, you know, I love the story arc there and I'm really excited to see where they go with him in season three now that he's taken over the Cobra Kai dojo. Yeah, so I think we're both on the same page as far as that Kreese story arc. I think it's pretty cool. Um, it kind of felt like, you know, they had to have it in there. At some points it kind of felt weird, but the performances between and all right, not the performances, like the performances and the chemistry between uh, Johnny and Crease, I think that kind of pulled it through for me. You know, it's kind of like, is he good? Is he bad? I like guessing the whole season. Yeah. And, but I want to do say though that I'm done with that whole guessing storyline. I hope they never try to redeem him again. That he's just a 100% bad guy in season three. Yeah. That's what I really want to see. But we'll get to that later. Um, as far as some of the other characters you included. I do see what you say uh, by yeah. Peyton Liss character. She yeah, is so kind Tori. of just, Tori. She yeah. is kind of just the inciting incident, right? If you're yeah. if you know anything about you know store, uh, creating a story, there's always yeah. an inciting incident in TV, especially. It's really important, and uh, yeah. when you're writing a screenplay, she does kind of just become this inciting incident. So I see where you're coming from from yeah. that. And there, I mean, there are other characters as well that I I wasn't crazy about this season. Uh, you know, Stingray. Like of course, I I love Paul Paul Walter. Hyde. I thought he was he's great. A brilliant actor. I thought but he was so great. It was, it was, so it was funny. unnecessary. It was -uh. purely comic relief. Even Sam. That's I, what's I, great about it. It was just purely comic relief. But that's it wasn't fine. It wasn't needed. And that's why I didn't like Sam's character this season. Literally every time she spoke, it was just like a one-off, like, comedic line. Like, she's training, and she's, like, talking about how cold it is when they're training in the freezer. And she makes, like, this quippy line. And then she says, oh, now it's too hot. Because they, they go and then they say, oh, you don't like the hot, you don't like the cold. I thought it was just really, you know, it was campy and it was unnecessary. I also didn't like, I really didn't care for the storyline of Daniel and uh, Daniel and his wife, uh, the whole fighting there. Let, let, me, let me interject right yeah. here, because this is kind of the lead to the overall big problem why, like, you know, I'm, I'm sticking with it. I'm going to give this a seven and a half. This was not a great season. This was a good season, but not a great season. And here's why. It's like, Nothing against the actress that plays Daniel LaRusso's wife or anything like that. But it just feels like, as the audience, you want to see Daniel LaRusso training his karate kids. You know, it's, it's karate kids. Yes. You want to see him training them. You want to get to the awesome moments with that. But every time she's on screen, she's like, no, you need to come back to the car dealership. Yes. And it's boring. It's boring. Yes. Who wants to watch them take care of their car dealership? They need to figure exactly. out a way to fix yes. this. It's, it's I, the I biggest flaw with this with season yes. for me. Courtney, Courtney Hengler is her name. And she's great. And, she's done, yeah, and there's it no, makes I sense why she's mad and everything, too. You know yes. what I'm saying? But that's not what the show is about. Exactly. The show is about, at least now in season two, about Daniel creating a karate dojo that, uh, you know, Miyagi-Do, that is the right way. And she's just pulling him away from it. You're, you're absolutely right. It's it, nothing it, against her. It's just... 
It makes her a villain, and she's not supposed to be a villain. Exactly. It does make her a villain. And you know what? It's like every time she's doing this, it's literally just putting slamming on the brakes on the you know momentum that we're building up over the storyline. That's what season one did so well, is that it just kept going. At the end of every episode, you're like, boom, oh, wow, let's get to the next episode. There's a few yeah. episodes like in a row in this season where I was like, at the end, ah, man, it just feels like it ends. And then they pick up a few days later. It's like, whatever. It does, like, it's not like, it doesn't have any of that urgency that season one had. So they need yes. to pick up the tension and they need to pick up the momentum and pacing for the next season, in my opinion. So that's, that's kind of what I yeah. think. That's, I that's the main negative you. for me. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Um, yeah, a lot of episodes that way. And a lot I, of story oh, yeah. oh, sorry. I just remembered. Right, no, you go ahead. Because you had made the point earlier about the episode that sadly, you know, that, that actor that played the guy also died. Um, one of Johnny's friends, you get to see them all back together. It was a cool episode, but it feels out of left field. Like it just opens and he gets a phone call and leaves. It felt out of nowhere. It's not, I'm not saying it's a bad episode. I'm just saying in the overall arc that they're trying to build, it felt like they're just taking a side path for a long time. So that was like a huge halt on the brakes for me as well this season. Killed the pacing. It just felt like, I, yeah. I, I, I'd what like do you think? to disagree on that episode. Okay. Um, and here's why. I think that's an episode, that's a turning point for Crease in mm. that episode. It's important to get Johnny away from the dojo so we see how Crease has been handling Cobra Kai. It's also important for these guys. Johnny's beginning to trust Crease. It's important for his friends who also were mentored poorly by Crease as, as, you know, these high school guys to bring him back to earth and say, remember, this was not a good guy, you know? And, you know, on top of that, the, the I thought the bar fight scene was pretty cool. They all got to yeah, kick the yeah, butt. I guess, but it seems so unrealistic to me. I was like, oh, this is cheesy as heck. Yeah, I can see what you're coming from. But I thought, okay. I thought that was important because it was a big turning point for Crease's character. Getting okay. Johnny away from the JoJo and having Kree start to take over, which is really the turning point of the season where we see, you know, Cobra Kai is once again not a good thing. Yeah. Now yeah, I do want to I do want to talk, talk on uh, one more pro, and then I want to get back to the cons. But one pro I did want to add that wasn't the season finale was the episode leading up to the season finale. I thought the whole party sequence uh, in season two, episode nine. Uh-huh. You know what I'm talking about? At, uh, yeah, refresh my memory. House. So at Moon's house, she invites all the Cobra Kais and all the Miyagi-Dos and everyone to her house for a party before school starts. Yeah. And, you know, of course, you know, we've got Hawk who's all upset because Moon is with a new, with a girlfriend now. And then he, he gets into a fight with, uh, with Dimitri. He, yeah. Dimitri goes up and, you know, starts telling all of his, all of Hawk's secrets back when he was Eli. Um, right. You know, of course, also at that party, you have, have uh, the kiss between Miguel and Sam that uh, Tori sees. Uh, so I just and, you know, you've got the, the drinking scene as well between Tori. You know, they're, they're taking the shots and trying to keep their balance, Tori and uh, Tori and Sam. I thought those were all great scenes as well. So pretty yeah. much I, I'll take that back. The whole the last two episodes, because that was also the episode and I enjoyed it quite a bit where we have the double date with Daniel and his wife and Johnny and Miguel's mom. And I thought that was an awesome sequence too. Yeah, yeah. You know what? We do have to say that, you know, now that you refresh my memory, see, episode nine is also really, really good too. Yeah, season nine, so, yeah. episode nine and episode 10. 
were yes. both fantastic. Everything they else both those two episodes kind of make the season worth it to watch exactly. the first half. Um, you know, the first eight. Uh, yeah. So uh, I think you said you had a few cons uh, you wanted to bring up, but I think I've said yeah. my bit as far as cons. What do, what do what do you have to add? Yeah, just more on the characters. You know, okay. um, that fight sequence. It was like before we got the fight starting in the high school on in the finale. We had like so many characters that all of a sudden were like rivals that I felt like we should have known, but we didn't, you know? So we had like, of course we have, you know, uh, we have, uh, I want to say Daniel and Johnny, but that's incorrect. Um, we have Miguel and we have Robbie and then we have uh, Sam and we have Tori. But then there was like these two little kids that were like fighting. There was like little redhead kid and a little Asian kid who were like rivals. And yeah. then there were like the two characters that we never learned the names of that one stuck it out with Cobra Kai and one went to Miyagi-Do. Yeah. It was just like, I thought that was just completely unnecessary. How, how about, like, let, let me bring up something that I just remembered is a huge positive for me. Cause we're talking about the finale, right? Yes. Hawk versus Dimitri. He finally, he finally breaks through and, like, starts blocking. I thought that was cool. I did not like Dimitri this season. I thought... Yeah, if, I could see where you know, he could if, become annoying. If he's going to be, uh, you know, someone who's not going to learn karate, you can't just... I'm sorry, he's not a Daniel type who was determined. He's not a Robbie type who's determined. He made it clear he wasn't going to learn. And as far as I'm concerned, you know, there was nothing to lead me to believe that he could have stood a chance against Hawk in that fight scene. Okay. And, and then while we're on the top, Oh, sorry. While we're on the topic of, of, (laughs) while we're on the topic of Hawk, what do you think about Hawk's storyline this, uh, this season? You know, I really, really liked Hawk in season one. Me too. I really liked him. Me too. And I don't remember if it was season one or season two where we had the flashback to the night before the fight where he's like crying at home and his mom's calling the principal because people are making fun of him. And it's like two. the night. So that's a, in season two, we have the flashback. I like that. And it, it makes me really feel for him, but he is such a dick. Yeah. I mean, some of I'll, it is I'll just back, so illogical too. Yeah. I'll like, go back yeah. to the party scene where, you know, he and he and Dimitri are finally like warming up to each other after the fight. And they're talking about Dr. Who and then, you know, they get off topic and talking about Moon. Dimitri's like, look, you got to let her go. And he's like, no, there is no quit. And, like, Dimitri's like, yeah, well, it's kind of obvious. It's right there. She's not with you anymore. And he dumps the drink on him. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, you're just – you're a dick. I mean, this guy was your only friend. I mean, we remember how pathetic you were in season one. And it, it just – I don't know if I can get behind him. I loved him in season one. I loved the transition. And now it's just like he's become, you know – truly what johnny lawrence was in the karate kid film he's the villain he is the bully yeah totally uh but you know i think his character still carries that complexity with him throughout this season you know where you do see him kind of get his guard taken down a little bit where he kind of gets you know his his own medicine taste of his own medicine a little bit towards uh the end of the season um but so that's kind of what we think about Hawk. I, I, I liked, I think I, maybe I could say that I liked Hawk's storyline a little more than you did this season, Ryan. Oh, I, I mean, I love the storyline. Yeah. Okay, don't good. get me wrong. I just, I can't get behind him. He's a villain. Right. He's gone I, but from, I like, I like that they have, we have a villain, you know? Yeah. That's, no, yeah. you're right. Okay, cool. Although it, once again, you know, I'm going to bring this back to what we said in our Karate Kid episode. Is Hawk the villain? Like, is Darth Vader the villain in Star Wars? Or is it Kreese pulling the string? 
Legends yet, which right, is what right. I believe. It's you know, it's Darth Sidious, it's the Emperor. It's, that's what the Karate Kid him. tells us too. That there's no bad students, only bad masters. Yes. Right. That's what that's what Mr. Miyagi says. Mm-hmm. So that's I think that's uh, what they're definitely going for. Now uh, we're at the 20 minute mark right now, Ryan. So I just wanted to take the next five minutes um, to kind of wrap up our thoughts on season two and give me a quick prediction. What do you think is going to be going on in season three? Okay, well, wrapping up my thoughts on season two, I mean, like, like we said, it took a step back from season one, but you got to watch it, especially with season three coming up now. Uh, you know, it's, it's definitely a watchable show, and we're really looking forward to season three. Now, season three, from what I've read so far, I've heard it's going to tie a lot in, into uh, the second Karate Kid film, which I had never seen, so I got to go back and watch that. Uh, which I believe is the one in which Daniel and Mr. Miyagi go to Okinawa and you learn sort of Mr. Miyagi's background. So I'm curious to see how that goes. If my prediction is almost Daniel's going to start, you know, Sam with, with the injury to uh, Miguel, Sam and Miguel are going to get closer again. And I think Daniel's going to start working with Miguel and recovering. You know, I'm curious also to see what goes on with Johnny I'm almost thinking Johnny and Daniel are going to have to work together somehow this season to take down Cobra Kai and Crease again and I think Miguel will be involved I think we're going to see hopefully a relationship start to build again between Johnny and uh and Robbie uh but I'm I'm thinking it's going to be Johnny, Robbie, Miguel and Sam sort of against the Cobra Kai's that's that's where I'm I'm thinking it's got to go yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of with you on this. I think that the direction our main character we've known from episode one has been Johnny. Johnny's trajectory have, from the very beginning, I think now retrospectively looking back, has been leading him down towards the path where he has to be the bigger man and shake hands with Daniel and join together and make their own dojo. And They'll, it'll come back because, you know, this season they had that, you know, where it wasn't time yet for the All-Valley Tournament again. Next season, yeah. it's going to be time for the next All-Valley Tournament. So it's going to be Johnny and Daniel up against Kreese's Cobra Kai. And, but, and but in that my being opinion. Said, that being said, I think we're going to get some great pushback from Daniel. I by no means think Daniel is our protagonist in this show. I do not like Daniel's character so far. Um, he, you know, definitely has not taken the chance to even observe what Johnny has done and what positive strides Johnny has done has taken because all he sees is a negative behind Cobra Kai. Even before Crease was involved, I think we're going to have some great conflict between Johnny and Daniel, but in the end, they're going to have to come together, which I'm, I'm really excited to see how they pull it off. This, this, this is, I think, one of the greatest lessons Mr. Miyagi taught us, and it comes at the beginning of Karate Kid Part 2, actually. Um, I read this in an article where uh, they said that, uh, you know, Daniel hadn't learned the real lessons that Mr. Miyagi had taught him because at the beginning of Karate Kid Part 2, after uh, we get that awesome fight between Mr. Miyagi and Kreese, uh, which we get to see a little bit of in this uh, mm-hmm. season two, um, you know, Mr. Miyagi says that you can't do anything for a man without any forgiveness in his heart. And Daniel so far has just shown us he doesn't have any forgiveness to give, but eventually I think with Johnny being the bigger person, he'll be able to learn that lesson finally in season three. And that'll be a really great, you know, uh, turning point if that does happen. But um, so, you know, I think Dan, like you, like you said, Daniel's been making some mistakes in season two, 
Um, so I think that's kind of a little bit of a con as well that I want to wrap up with as far as my season two reviews that Daniel isn't making yeah. some of the best decisions for, uh, yeah. following I mean, Mr. The same, could be, the same could be said in season one and which is why I think he formed Miyagi, Miyagi Do to, uh, try and better himself and become closer with Mr. Miyagi again. I do have one more thing I want to talk about in what I'm expecting for season three. Remember we had the cell phone that, Johnny threw into the sand, and what did we see on that cell phone? Allie Mills, uh, Allie Mills, whatever her, her hyphenated last name is now, accepted the friend request from, uh, from Johnny, and I believe she reached out too, uh, which is what we saw. So we may be getting to see Elizabeth Shue or whoever, maybe a new actress playing her as well, as Allie back here in season three. Yeah, that could be great too. I'm always looking forward to that. That, would be, that sounds like a, it could be an interesting addition. Um, so without, with all that said, so my score was seven and a half. Ryan's was an eight out of 10. Uh, we've kind of said pretty much all our thoughts. We could go in depth a little bit more, but I feel like we give it our, uh, clear view of what we thought of season two. So with that said, uh, my name's Dom Gonzalez. You can follow me at, uh, Dom Gonzalez 48 on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, let me know in uh, the comments down below as well uh, if there's anything you liked about the show, um, any suggestions for future episodes, stuff, topics for us to talk about. Please let those uh, leave those down below. Um, but yeah, so go ahead, Ryan, and take us out for this one. Yeah. Uh, so as he said, he's Dom Gonzalez. My name's Ryan Barnett, RB. You can find me on Instagram at RB underscore the underscore SID. Uh, thanks for watching another episode of Top of the List. Be sure to like follow our page and subscribe. And uh, if you're listening to us on Apple podcast, go ahead and leave a five-star review. Uh, but thanks for tuning in. Have a great week. We'll see you next week with another great episode.